She came into my office like a summer storm, all full of bluster and loose candy wrappers. She had a head full of teeth and eyes like sandpaper, very scratchy and sore. She looked like she'd been crying, or maybe she was just really stoned. It was hard to know for sure. She told me her imagination had been stolen by some local thugs and she wanted to know if I could get it back. Apparently they were using it to come up with sad lyrics about loneliness which they were graffiti tagging all over the city. Songs about birds without feathers and stringless harps. A few lines about looking up at the moon and not having anybody to share it with. I guess it was really bumming everybody out. I pulled on my boots one leg at a time and then I set out to crack the case wide open like an oblong egg. The gang in question was a pack of orphaned ruffians who were all named Jack. There was big man Jack, their leader and smallest member of the team, and tiny elephant Jack who was as large as a mid-sized horse. Paradoxal Jack fluctuated between the two, an ever-changing array of heights and weights flickering in and out of probability. Hat Jack was a sentient hat rack who was cursed with self-awareness. Jack 9000 told everybody that he was a robot, but really he was just one of those people who paint themselves silver and make servo noises when they move. Zuzizuzu. You know what I'm talking about. I found them drinking at Lazy Larry's House of Booze and I don't care, just call it whatever. One of the grungiest slacker bars in the city. The bar was cold and slimy and inherently a little tragic, like an old sock that had been left out in the rain. It was full of ghouls, goblins, and lost travelers with nowhere else to go and nobody left to love them. On Thursdays, there was a decent karaoke night. The gang of jacks had my client's imagination out on the dance floor where it was startling and discombobulating the midday crowd who were not used to seeing such abstract concepts maniacally flailing to the dive bar music in the middle of the day. I would guess that usually that sort of thing doesn't kick off until at least after sunset. The gang knew me by my reputation for inconspicuousness and an almost banal sense of the bizarre, but they weren't intimidated. Instead, it seemed to invigorate their style of aggression, and they all went for their weapons, which included two switchblade knives, half a mug of beer, a sock full of walnuts, a stick of butter, a handful of rehydrated raisins, and a copy of a Spanish Bible which had been dipped in gravy. I thought I was done for. But that's when fate intervened. Captain Fate, a local amateur wrestler and crime fighter, he came in screaming out of nowhere and proceeded to beat the jacks with old pizza boxes until they were all dripping with street justice and stale cheese. Captain Fate was a powerful man, built like a house of cards that had been constructed out of concrete bricks. In his eyes, I saw desperation and an anger that burned like an old van full of shoes in an otherwise empty parking lot. Once the jacks were down, I reclaimed my client's imagination, which had just given the bartender a really bad idea for a novel and a new tattoo. I went to thank Captain Fate, 
but he'd already slipped away, leaving behind himself only a small, stale carrot, a personal icon he refused to explain. By the time I got back to my client, she'd already grown comfortable living without her imagination and could no longer imagine what it was like to live any other way. However, her imagination was able to convince my client to rejoin with it, basically tricking the woman with a small diorama made out of twine and some old nails. The unimaginative are always easy to deceive with a bit of cunning or some little props. In the end, my client paid me with two small balls of hair, which she claimed would grant wishes, but which we both knew would just hatch into small litters of baby rats. Luckily, I was able to sell the hairballs to a local mystic and rat collector for a handful of haunted stamps, which I'm now in the process of selling to a ghost who wants to write their local political representative to complain about some unflattering depictions of the undead at a local carnival funhouse. I'm Anonymous Cubed, and if you've got a case the others won't take because it doesn't really make any sense, then feel free to look me up. My number's in the book. I don't know which book, but from what I've heard about probability, I'm sure it's got to be in one of them. <laughs> <laughs>